Hi, everyone. It's Daniel Williams, host of the MGMA Insights Podcast. And this week, we'll be posting live from Boston in the MGMA Medical Practice Excellence Leaders Conference. We'll give you some insights on the education and the networking that takes place each year at this event. And now, on to today's podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA. I am sitting here live in Boston at the Medical Practice Excellence Leaders Conference. It is Tuesday, October 11th, and I'm talking with one of our attendees, Medea Lee Tavares. Hi. Medea Lee, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So you are with Weill Cornell Medicine? Yes. Out of New York. Um, Tell us about that. What's your title there? So I'm the practice manager for the pulmonary outpatient practice for the organization. Okay. What uh, what's your role there? What do you what do you do? Is because you know I know that you can wear a lot of different hats, and I know that Wild Cornell is a very large practice, so <laughs> it's multifaceted, multidimensional. So in your role, what are you like? staying busy doing there? I mean, some days it's putting out fires, but I'm overseeing the outpatient practice soup to nuts. Um, We have 35 physicians and fellows that are practicing in our clinic, seeing patients from a wider range of pulmonary conditions. I have 30 employees that report to me, ranging from call center agents, front desk, nurse practitioner, um, medical assistants, so kind of handling everything that goes involved with kind of you know you think of it as I go to the office and I see someone and I kind of make sure that all of that patient visit runs smoothly hopefully okay what's been the biggest challenge for you there um, I think right now our biggest challenge is patient access and being able to get patients in for appointments after the pandemic we've kind of seen this big swell of patients who maybe never had issues before now after having COVID maybe they haven't been able to recover we have our patient population I feel like has grown so much and being able to get everyone in with the appropriate testing for their visits trying to get breathing tests or chest x-rays or anything um, can be really challenging for our patients. So in y'all's specialty with pulmonary um, were y'all able to do some telehealth were you able to do some remote patient monitoring i mean give me an idea of that what were you able to do yeah so i actually rolled out we started rolling out telehealth in november of 2019 oh wow into the practice and we were trying to figure out what's the right way you know how can we we saw that as something that's coming down the pipeline um and so we kind of just ramped it up so we did we had to be very very careful with our patients and when the pandemic actually started we kind of closed on our practice and said you know every patient will have will do some visits but every patient has to be evaluated by a physician via video visit to determine you know is it worth you getting on the train in New York City congested even though you know it wasn't as much but is it worth you coming in and possibly getting COVID with underlying conditions so we did a lot of telehealth and that swelled up um and really just kind of like expanded. We went from, like I mentioned, about 35 outpatient providers to only three because most of our providers had to be in the hospital, in the ICU, um, caring for the inpatient. So we had three providers managing, you know, 1,200. We do 1,200 visits a year about um, in our practice. So it was a lot on them. And now we're kind of getting back to normal and the patients are wanting more in person, um, you know, because they maybe haven't been able to see their doctors for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So... I keep bumping into you here at the conference. Uh, we were in the same cohort. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested in what your thoughts are because you and I have met 
in this cohort for um, the last three days. Mm -hmm. It's been an ongoing conversation about having meaningful conversations, which I hope is what what we're doing right here. Um, It's been about having curiosity. It's about um, listening and hearing some of the challenges that other, your peers are having as well. Give us some feedback. It can be positive, negative, (laughs) whatever. But what has that cohort been like? And, And just describe for our audience, which cohort were you in? Because we did have that split up based on how many physicians is in are in a practice. So I'm actually, I chose, I, I was trying to figure out which one I kind of went into best because my direct oversight is, like I said, maybe 35 physicians. Um, however, Wild Cornell Medicine is also affiliated with New York Presbyterian and Columbia. So when we put all of that together, I'm in the cohort of hospital-owned 251-plus FTEs. So I thought, for me, it would be very meaningful to kind of talk with people in that group. Like, I am part of a large system, um, and so I wanted to have conversations with maybe directors and administrators who are overseeing those 250 and kind of look for a future for myself on, like, this might be a position that I want to have. What are the challenges you're facing? And make those connections to see, you know, on your level, are you still seeing the same things that I am? And interesting, it, it, it is very nice to know that I'm not the only one having this problem even though maybe my direct oversight is small you know we have it's been great to make some connections um, and help some of my peers also what were some of the conversations y'all had because I walked by your table a lot and I saw you doing a lot of talking <laughs> at your table <laughs> I was so at my table this morning um there some of the my peers were talking about moving from a model of secretaries answering phones into moving to a call center model. And so that's something that I have a lot of experience with is transitioning. Prior to my work in pulmonary, I worked in the GI division, I worked in ophthalmology, so really kind of specialty medicine. And I've actually transitioned in both of my GI and in pulmonary, I actually did that process of transitioning from the doctor's one secretary answering phones, which is a lot for anyone, to a call center model. So I'm actually excited to connect with them after this and share like, hey, these are resources that I've already made. Take them, put your logo on it, make it your own. This is, you know, how I've been able to do that successfully in two different specialty practices. Did y'all connect in a way where you're going to like connect outside of yeah. the yeah for some of them they said you know we got to take a trip down to new york and i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna see if i can take a trip up to cooperstown and you know, <laughs> help you guys with whatever you need and staying connected we've already connected on linkedin i'm business cards and just sharing phone numbers so that we can i'm like you know we have to stay in touch I'm, right. i want to help are you a baseball fan you know that's where the hall I, of fame is. i am a baseball fan so i am a yankee fan <laughs> you're a yankee fan so are you pretty jazzed about this yeah. uh the postseason here i am i mean i'm not i don't follow it too much but okay. yeah i do I did do. you follow enough to see that aaron judge uh broke, broke the record, the record? Yep, yeah i did that was really cool yeah. that was really cool i go to tend to go to a few games a year because oh, our a- hospital is the official sponsor so we get some discounted tickets nice, which is nice so. that's swag that's yeah. awesome so Talk about the show then. You um, are attending this year. What's your history? Is this your first show? How many shows have you been to? So I went to the operations conference in Austin, Texas, and that was my first time ever okay. going to a work conference. Okay. Um, and so that was nice. And when I saw this one, I was like, oh, this looks like really good. And so okay. it's been such a great experience. Um, definitely want to come back more um, and do future conferences. And it's been great to network. And sometimes, you know, I think, oh, I come from a large organization. Maybe these the Solution Center, I can't, I can't do anything because I'm so small okay. in such a big organization. But it's like, no, there's some really good stuff that I can take back to New York and see, you know, can we get some of this implemented? So I think it's been great. The Solution Center is so helpful just meeting different companies and seeing what's out there. 
the talks have all been amazing. I feel right. like the speakers are really phenomenal. Well, we talked a lot about the cohorts. What was there? Were there any sessions that you particularly gravitated to? That I, I've been gravitating towards like the leading people session. So anything okay. under that banner, I've been really kind of like focused on that. I did really love. Um, I can't remember the speaker, but they were talking about like culture in the office and like okay. that's something that I'm like, you know, I want to get my staff involved in that and like, why don't we have a conversation together on what do we want our culture to be? What do we want people to think of when they think about our practice and building that with the team versus just kind of a top down, you know, the boss said this is what the culture is and right. this is, and it's just going to be pushed down, getting that engagement. So that's something that I know I'm going to take back immediately and start using right away. Oh, that's awesome. So... How is y'all's practice set up? Do y'all have anything of a hybrid model or are y'all all there every day? What, how's that set up? It depends on the roles. So okay. my phone agents are 100% remote. They don't oh. have to ever come into the office. Okay. We can monitor, you know, and I actually found most of my phone agents are more productive at home. They're able to answer more calls, you know. Um, then our medical assistants are working in office, front desk work in office billers and prior authorization team is at home and then our administrative provider support they're hybrid and they come in and out um, okay. and sometimes work remote i also sometimes like may have to work remote a day or so okay um, so we have a blend of a little bit of everything some 100 percent remote some 100 percent on site and some people who okay. are flexible back and forth okay okay i want to drill down a little bit more on the conference itself because you're here you're devoting you know most of a week of your time and i know as you know, you may, I don't know if you've been to any of the sessions on burnout or stress. There's several of those. You guys are overtaxed, overworked, and the complexity, staffing shortages. But you, you invested in this time to be here. What, what was your goal? What did you want to get out of this week? I think my goal is kind of connecting with people okay so that's been one of my thing of like having connections and talking to other people and gaining knowledge from my peers which has been phenomenal um and again maybe learning some new tactics on leading people and making sure that i'm you know filling putting my mask on first before i put other masks on so i definitely am hitting some of those burnout sessions to make sure that i'm also kind of taking the time to decompress because it's tough it is it is um I want to ask you about your badge. So I wish that this was visual where people could see it as well, but I'm going to describe to you all attendees have badges that identify who they are and what their role is here at the conference. But then there are also these ribbons. So I'm going to look, I'm not going to name every one of these because you've got a lot of ribbons hanging down here. But the first one is I'm bilingual. What's your superpower? That's your ribbon and I put that one first for you know because I felt this I put them in kind of like a a order that I felt meant something to me that is so cool so are there what is there a a large percentage of the patients who come into y'all's office that speak a a language beyond um, English yes we actually have a lot of languages that I speak so I speak Spanish and English which is nice I can you know help in real time Um, but we do have a lot Mandarin Cantonese Hindi Russian like we have a wide array of languages and we actually have you know dedicated interpreter services that we use because we want to make sure we're delivering care in in a language that they understand and that they can you know comprehend sometimes we can get by with a little bit of something but you know when we're talking medical terms we really need to make sure that patients understanding um, in a language that they feel comfortable and they know what's happening okay now like I said you have a lot of ribbons here (laughs) so I'm not going to name every one of them but 
I'm going to go down a few and see the one you have that said, I survived ACMP boot camp. So tell us about that. <laughs> so that was fun. It was actually um, a pre-conference workshop. Okay. Extremely helpful because it is something that I'm looking to then sit for the ACMP test. And so it was great where they were able to go over the body of knowledge, let us know like, hey, these are the things that you're going to be questioned on. These are the key terms. Um, so it was three hours of intense, intense kind of a lot of information kind of coming at us, um, but it's nice because I can go back home, take the slides, print them out, and kind of go back and look up those key terms. And like just having that framework for studying to be able to sit for the exam is, is exciting. That is so cool. I have to na- uh, name one more here. You've got one that says, like a boss. Now, that could be read with a different inflection. So, like a boss yeah. or like a boss. So, what you tell me, what does that, those three words what does that mean to you? So I think a lot of times for me, I kind of underestimate myself and don't give myself, like I kind of just sit there, do the work, and I don't realize like how much of an emphasis I am. So it's almost a little bit of a reminder to myself, like you do great work. It's impactful. Right. It's meaningful. And yes, you're a boss. And so just like, you know, give yourself a little bit of credit sometimes. Okay. Always. And I think it happens a lot in healthcare. We just put our heads down, do the work, right. we, we power through, um, and we don't take the time to say, hey, I did a great job. Well, I love that you're saying that because earlier you said how important it is, use that example of like if you're on an airplane, grab that oxygen mask for you first because if you don't have the strength you're not to, to help yourself, you're not going to be able to help someone else. Also, you're talking about celebrating wins here, like if life's tough, healthcare's tough. It's all tough. So (laughs) if you do get a win, take a minute, pat yourself on the back, shout it from a mountaintop, you know, hey, I did this, Mm -hmm. you know, I did this. So um, talk about that a little bit more then, what that means to you to be able to, I I can see it in your face and and just being (laughs) here this week, what it's meant to you. You talked about uh, being a sponge, so to speak, to not only celebrate yourself but to be able to celebrate with your peers as well so what that what has that been like um it's been it's been nice and interesting right and I think one of the things that I do like about this conference and like coming here is that it does help remind me sometimes you know I'm talking to some of my colleagues and peers and they're like you know what do you think I'm like I just have 35 doctors whoa that's a lot oh I just have 30 and I just kind of minimize it a lot and it's like it also helps remind me of like the work that we're doing and then I also then give that back to someone else and like hey you're doing a hard job you're doing a lot so it's really it's a good like feeling I'm like I don't know (laughs) the listeners probably can't see my face right it's it's a nice feeling I think it comes through so Medea Lee Tavares um, it's been a pleasure getting to talk to you get to meet you and learn from you today uh, I, I just see it in your face how happy you are to be at the show. So we are signing off here um, from the Medical Practice Excellence Leaders Conference in Boston on October 11th. Thank you very much, Daniel. Have a great day.